Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Well, Brian, this is a little different from last week. I'm still in my studio and you're still in Orange County, sadly. <laughs> last time, uh, I was considering going to your studio, but then I realized that would eat up three hours of my day. At least. At least. <laughs> well, that's, that's just, just, that's just, just the getting commute. out of Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. seriously. <laughs> it was nice seeing you, though. It was fun. It was fun. And, you know, I, I would love to be able to do that on the regular, but, you know, uh, we'd have to make a lot more money. Grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Patreon. <laughs> or the other yeah. way around, Patreon.com slash GOG. Oh, help. yeah. That way. That way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we got to have some good Mexican food. That was nice. Mm-hmm. It was. You got, to see yeah. my, you got to see my ridiculously large Jeep. Uh, it is stupid. <laughs> I love but you it. know what? Life is for having fun. And if it brings you joy, you know, I, I'm the reverse Marie Kondo. If it brings you joy, buy it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you're coming around to my way of thinking. That's it. <laughs> yes. you, have, you have joined the church of Jason Despendipoo. <laughs> well, okay. There's a difference. Like uh, the Jeep actually brings you joy. You buy a bunch of things that you then end up giving up, giving away or returning. So. <laughs> Well, which which brings other people joy, which also brings me joy. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You've solved your problem. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't think I had a problem. Everybody else did. <laughs> That's the very definition of having a problem when everybody yeah. else tells you you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, quick COVID update. Last week, we were talking about how L.A. might be going into mandatory masking indoors again because uh, COVID rates were increasing. In fact, they were increasing everywhere. Uh, we appear to have uh, bypassed that, although whether that's due to political realities versus uh, what we used to always uh, scream about, follow the science, is uh, up for debate. So uh, basically, you and I were saying there's no way it's going to happen again, and it's not. Nope, it is not going to happen. Uh, everybody's pushing back on it, mostly small chambers of commerce around yeah, the, well, around the small, country. Yeah, small businesses were definitely suffering, although, you know, on the other hand, uh, we were hoping to get together with the family that we uh, COVID bubbled with the entire time that when we were still living here during the pandemic. And uh, we can't because they all have COVID. Oh, well, you can always Zoom it. This is, you know. <laughs> no, thanks. I did that for two years of my life. I never want to I never want a social Zoom call again. Yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they just don't work. No, they, they don't. They just don't work. Uh, and last week, our episode title involved the heat, and we have some heat-related follow-up. The White House has launched a website to help people cope with the extreme heat. The White House has launched heat.gov. All it right. Is not, it is not a porn site. Okay. It's not the <laughs> website for the movie, Heat? Nope, nope. This is a website that will help the public and authorities understand the dangers of extreme heat and reduce the health risks. This is an 11-agency collaboration which offers maps for current and expected temperature spikes across the U.S., prevention guidance, and data-driven tools. It took 11 agencies to basically make weather.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. So, yeah, there's a heat and health tracker that shows historic and predicted trends. You'll see how much hotter your areas become over the decades, for instance. Basically, this is a, this is a, this is, you don't think climate change is real? Take a look at the data site. Yeah. And go buy an air conditioner if you can. If not, which get a bunch of people together. <laughs> increases climate change issues, but okay. Yeah. That doesn't really matter when you're, when you're sweating. Dying. Death, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole dying thing is kind of, kind of bad. I'd, I'd, I'd rather, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to think about me 
when it comes to that, you know, <laughs> the kids can worry about the environment. It's hot out right now. All right. Leave it to Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Yeah. Emails to Brian at uh, grumpyoldgeeks.com. That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, Blake Lemon, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Looney Tunes engineer over at Google who said that their AI has gained sentience has finally been fired. <laughs> well, this is not shocking, right? No, it's no. No. They couldn't fire him right away because that would have looked really bad and probably opened things up to lawsuits. But you put in enough time, you say you did the review uh, of the employee and everything that happened, and then you can say, yeah, he's nuts. That's what they had to do. Yes. Yep. They say, if, if an employee shares concerns about our work, as Blake did, we review them extensively. We found mm-hmm. Blake's claims that Lambda is sentient to be wholly unfounded and worked to clarify that with him for many months, meaning they sat him down in a rubber room and said, dude, you're cray cray. Stop it. Chill. By the way, if if it was actually sentient, Google would be crowing from the top of the the, 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 the ceiling about this. They'd just be going, we did it. We did it. Uh, stock price up. Oh, and world, world over because it took over. The fact that we're still here, Blake, means that it's not <laughs> sentient. So, <laughs> Or, you know, Lambda would be running Google at this point. So Maybe it is. Maybe it Maybe. is. In the news... Brian, you remember Pharma Bro Martin Shkreli? Ah, uh, yes. Everybody's favorite punching bag for a while. He's back. Yes, he's back. To be a punching bag again? Uh, I don't know. He's, uh, hmm. he's uh, hitched his wagon to a company called Druglike, which has all the things that we love, Brian. It's got mm-hmm. blockchain. It's got Web3. Mm-hmm. It's got democratization in their it's mission got statement. It has got drugs. <laughs> now, uh, I just I, I have to I have to read this comment because this is this is where the author and uh, basically the rest of the world is at with Martin Shkreli. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a quote from Martin. We started drug like because in our experience, traditional drug discovery software is too difficult and expensive to use. Claimed the cracker barrel enthusiast. <laughs> Uh, so the, the the author has gone to the the great lengths to find out that Martin is a Cracker Barrel enthusiast. Right. <laughs> no, that is great. That is great. So yeah, he's trying to uh, he's trying to make drug like the creation of drugs easier. Which okay, that's a noble I, goal. A couple, yeah, but it's him. Couple, couple questions here. First off, yeah, it's him. So is anybody going to fund him? The answer to that is, of course, yes, because there are dumb people everywhere, and. Dumb people tend to also have a lot of money, interestingly enough. So he will probably get funded, sadly. Yes. Uh, but secondly, wasn't he banned from working in pharmaceutical industry completely? Ding, that was... ding, ding, ding. And is this not the pharmaceutical industry? Ding, ding, ding. So isn't there going to be a repercussion to this? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Not. Just checking. It wouldn't be a Friday if there was no consequence, if there was consequences for these people. That's true. Nope. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, people wanting consequences, this is just a silly story, but it tickled my fancy. A Filipino politician wants to make ghosting a criminal offense. Arnolfo Tejas Jr., who is a member of the Philippine House of Representatives, claimed in a note accompanying his bill that ghosting can be likened to a form of emotional cruelty and should be punished as an emotional offense. Uh... Or you can go get therapy. Okay, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. everybody else. Yeah, so it's really unclear. Obviously, this has not been thought out at all. He, he must have gotten burned and decided to make a bill saying that's never going to happen to me again. Uh, there's no there's no way to... How do you prove ghosting? What's the actual definition of ghosting? 
does not ghosting happen outside of apps? Doesn't it happen in real life as well? This is ridiculous, but it is hilarious. I don't know about you. I it's I, I have been ghosted and I have done some ghosting and it has not really. Uh, it, it is the, it is the, well, it's literally the person telling you don't bother with this anymore. Yeah. Shoe fly. Don't bother me. Yeah. Move on. So, this is not going to work out. So next. not This guy was just not held enough as a baby. I'm guessing. There's plenty of ghosts in the ether. Uh, some real news here. Senate Banking Committee Chair Senator Sherrod Brown has sent letters to the CEOs of Apple and Google requesting answers on their protections against cryptocurrency app fraud. The politician wants details of their app approval and reporting processes, which we know for Google is zero. User yeah. alerts for fraudulent activity, coordination with rival stores, and mon- coordination with rival stores. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. And monitoring for apps that transform into phishing scams, uh, which obviously happens. Um both tech firms provide at least some screening for bogus crypto apps. Apple's App Store reviews guidelines, uh, review guidelines for bid scam apps, including bait and switch tactics. But uh, basically, he's just saying that's not enough, uh, to which my point would be, this is a pretty easy thing to do. Just ban all crypto apps because technically they're all scams. Ding, ding, ding. Another ding. I, I uh, need my I'm, bell. I'm on fire today. Yeah, you are, man. <laughs> okay. Note for next week. Find the bell. This is my bell. <laughs> And the final bit of real news for us here today is the CHIPS Act has passed the House on the way to a Biden signing. So uh, this is the act that is basically $280 billion bill, which will, of course, the detractors say go to big corporations because they're the ones that make the microchips. Yeah. Yeah. The point here is being, you know, we don't want all of our chips coming from China. We've seen all the issues with, uh, you know, all the chips coming in and we're worried about it and nobody makes them in-house anymore. And how are we ever going to get uh, our blazing fast internet speeds because everything's coming from China and there's back doors built into everything and all the kids are on TikTok and, oh my God, the world's about to end. So this is a big bill that's basically going to subsidize. Let's let's bring it home, people. Let's start building this stuff here again. And I'm 100% for that. I think we should do it. I do too. I would love to do this, but Americans are not cheap. That's why it's two hundred and eighty billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah. see let's see how long that lasts. How long that yeah. lasts. I agree. I mean, it's gonna be an uphill battle and, and we're gonna have to either recognize that we're gonna need to pay more for our products than for the cheapies from China. But as we've learned from Jason's security camera debacle over the last 10 plus years, you're better off paying a little bit more for that security camera than getting the cheap one from China, right? That's right. That is right. Okay. You know, you know, I am I'm really upset that we don't have Ponch and John uh, as the ambassadors for the Chips Act. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I pity the fool that doesn't make chips in-house. Media Candy. Brian, we have homework for next week's show. No, no. It's called Star Trek Continues. We talked about this on the show a long time ago. It's a fan fiction type of show. Mm-hmm. And Wait, isn't that the Orville? Uh, the, yeah, this was this is pre-Orville Orville. <laughs> okay. But this is actually with, you know, with the same same characters as it were, just a story extension. And I've I have been told through the grapevine from friend of the show uh Dr. Teeter and his uh Lovely girl Chen, that this is this is something that is actually worth watching and uh, is is highly entertaining, they say. But I just have not had the time this week. So I put it in the notes and I put it here to say, hey, we should watch this for next week is all I'm all saying. All right. Is this the uh, one like Grant Imahara was in? 
long time back I think, and all that. I think everybody was in this one at some point. It's it's fairly okay. short. There's only uh, eleven episodes. All right, and it's a couple years old, but uh, they're all on the uh, on the website. So uh, link is in the show notes, but it's just Star Trek Continues dot com. And I've just heard that the time travel one is uh, is uh, the best one out of the bunch. Okay, so mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, it's it's interesting that uh, Paramount Plus is letting them continue continuing. No, remember that. Remember the whole lawsuit around oh, that. They, and they came up deal. with guidelines for that. Yeah, there right. was a whole deal right. around that one. I remember now. Yeah, that was the the whole big the whole big thing where like the studios were trying to trying to walk the very thin line, and the these guys got it done. But I remember reading those guidelines and was like, Jesus, I wouldn't want to try and do anything <laughs> with with that. Um, right. But so uh, I do have some Westworld follow up here mm-hmm. because when you were out here, our, our friend Brian Blondell was in the studio and you guys were like, hey, have you been watching Westworld? And you both like kind of glazed over and were like, yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. OK, I'll go check it out. So I am caught up in my God. They they saved it. Best season since season one. Why well, did it's arguably better than season one? Because it's well, I like season one because because of the mystery. Still, I like what is going on. What's with the circle? What's with the man in black? Are these time jumps yeah, or not? I, I love okay. season one was better for sure, but yeah, this is yeah, way yeah. better than the other ones. Yeah, there's, there's still a lot of mystery going on with this one too. Like, it, but they just keep dropping like nukes on it. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. what, what, what? I mean, they really <laughs> went for it, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I just I just think that they need to call it at the end of this season. They need to end it because you can't just keep dropping bombs like this for a whole, like, what, are they just going to keep doing this for season after season? They've saved the show. Go out with a bang here. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, where do you go from here? Yeah. <sighs> so, but so, yeah, it's good. Definitely going to, definitely going to finish out this season. It's, I, I've thoroughly been enjoying it. Definitely. Yep. Uh, speaking of things that are back last week tonight with John Oliver has come back from his break. I think somebody finally tapped him on the, the getting to be a little too much sadness porn. And there's a bit more, uh, hilarity and absurdity, uh, in the show. Uh, even though the main topic was inflation and there's nothing hilarious or absurd about that. Uh, but all the surrounding bits around the main story, uh, have been upped in, in enjoyment and fun a little bit. So it wasn't quite as grueling a watch as it's been for quite a while now. Yeah, the fact that I didn't even know that he was on break should tell you how much I've followed John Oliver. <laughs> well, I know you completely stopped watching, yeah. Because I can't watch it because the damn HBO app sucks. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. If I can't, my app don't work. Damn it. And it seems like this week, every show that I watched has gone off the air uh, with the finale. Yeah, and there's, sadly, a, the there's old... not much. <laughs> no, no, it is definitely... I'm, I mean, the my highlight of the week now is Big Brother, so... That should give you a little bit of inkling as to where we're at. Um, But the old man finished and there's a there's a really good write up over at Deadline with the uh, the producers where they talk about some of the issues with the show. Mainly Jeff Bridges was out for cancer and covid, which I didn't even know. So Mm -hmm. they they actually truncated the season. It was supposed to be 10 episodes and they knocked it down to seven and tightened up the last one. But it's really it's a good I recommend finishing the show and then reading the write up. It will be back next season. So. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking Excellent. forward to it because that show is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome. Well, I might have to actually check this out, particularly since there's not much else to watch at the moment. So mm -hmm. we will take a look at it. Uh, so uh, companies are putting out their uh, financial reports in this period right now, the second quarter. Spotify has released theirs. Uh, they are not uh, hitting the recession yet, unlike Netflix, which uh, had a fall in its overall customer base. Spotify has seen both free and paying accounts grow. It now has 433 million users, up from 422 million reported at the end of last quarter. 188 million of those are paying for premium, which is a leap of 6 million from just three months ago. And a further uh, 4 million are signed up for ad-supported basis. That said, of course, they spent a lot to get that with marketing campaigns designed to coax back users who let their subscriptions lapse, which doesn't happen because you have to actually cancel it. Uh, or who wanted to expand a family plan. So yeah, they basically posted a quarterly loss of 194, uh, uh, sorry, $197 million, which is a lot. Uh, they're banking on increases in revenue for subscriptions and advertising, but what they're really banking on, as pointed out in this article, is cheap content like podcasts and audiobooks because they don't want to pay out all that money to record labels, which is already a tiny, small amount of money to begin with. This is not a sustainable uh, this is just not a sustainable industry. You can't do this. It doesn't make sense. It's too cheap, uh, which I know people say it's not, but there are increasing threads and not just for musicians going, you know, the fact that you have the entire history of recorded music ever available to you for $9 a month is ridiculous. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I, and that's I, why I, it's not going to change. <laughs> uh, God, it's the thing about Spotify is it's just like Uber. It's like, they've got too much, too much runway. Mm -hmm. And they're just, you know, the, this whole get users at any cost strategy and mentality is just it's it's not sustainable across the board for anybody anymore. And we're nope. seeing that over and over again. And nope. I think that, you know, yeah, these guys are going to be trying to suck up podcasts and audiobooks and other, you know, cheap stuff that uh, people generally give away for free. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that's just going to bite them in the ass because people are just going to say, no, you can't have it anymore. You know, if, yeah. like if the ad splits, you know, if, if we put it, if we put a show on there and they sell an ad for us and we get, you know, pennies, 10% of what we'd get if we sold, sold it for ourselves, why would we let them keep doing it? I and, mean, you know, there, there are people that say, oh, but it's better than nothing. And I tend to disagree yeah. with Is that. It? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, really. It's like, it just devalues what you do for other, you know, other advertisers, because if they hear you're taking ads over at one place and they're already in that marketplace, they, they'll be paying the same, but you'll be getting pennies on it, you know? So you'd want to push people to buy where you get the most money, and Spotify is not it. And, you right. know, there will come a day of reckoning for that for sure when people like us, the independents, say no more. You cannot have everything for free because, like, 99.9% .9 of their podcast catalog is not from people that they give anything to. Right. You know, they don't pay us. We don't get shit from them. <clears throat> And neither yeah. do most independent podcasters. So, Well, talking yeah. about a, a day of reckoning, it's interesting. I was listening to the Curious Creatures podcast yesterday, which is uh, Lowell Tolhurst from The Cure, the drummer from The Cure back in the day, and uh, Budgie, the drummer from Susie and the Banshees. Uh, they started a podcast together. They interview other musicians. They talk to them about the old times, all that sort of stuff. And uh, Miles Hunt from the band The Wonder Stuff, which is one of my favorite like 90s bands, uh, was mm -hmm. on and he was talking about uh, basically he just finished recording what he considers to be his last album. He's not ancient. He's, you know, he could easily continue to release albums. People are interested. Tours do well, but he's basically, he basically just said, why would I record another album? Why would I go into all that 
effort. Why would I sit and pour my heart out and soul and go into a studio and spend all this money when I'm not going to make any money? I can just tour. Mm -hmm. I can just play off all the music I've already written. If I feel the need to write a new song, I'll write a new song and I'll play it live, but I'm not going to release any more money or any more music. I'm not going to put another album out anywhere. I'm not putting another album out on streaming media to make these companies money and I make nothing. So artists are starting to realize that what's the point? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's it was novel at first because everybody was stealing stuff. And then we try this model and there's, there's got to be another one. There's got to be another yeah, one. There's got to be something not else yet. I agree. Uh, Brian, fuck. Yeah. I, we met. No, no, no. Brian, dude, hmm. we just got to put it on the blockchain. Oh, yeah. Web three. That's right. Web three is going to save us. Well, we for, every single we forget. Every song needs to be an NFT and people can bid up the price per song, Jason. See, see, Brian, we've solved the Internet. I we've know, solved the I Internet. Know. I know. <laughs> and speaking of Spotify, Barrett wrote in and said, could have been worse, could have been Spotify glasses and sent this link from The Verge. Spotify has stopped making its car thing dashboard accessory. First off, it's a horrible name. Car thing. Yeah. That's just dumb. And secondly... Uh, why? Why did this even exist? If you can afford the iPhone and you've got Spotify and all this sort of thing and any new car, not even new, any car within the last five years has these dashboards built in that lets you play Spotify. Why do you need a car thing? So, yeah, they basically said, well, we're done with that. I don't know what the what they were thinking the market was going to be for that. Uh, didn't whatever happened to the Alexa car thing? Did that go away, too? I've never heard anything about it again. I remember signing up for the wait list for it just to see, and I don't even recall if it ever came out. I really don't know. I couldn't tell you, Jason. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This May, supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless, nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box.
That's code GRUMPY50 at Factormeals.com slash GRUMPY50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ups and doodads. Quibble writes in, regarding air tags from the Magnet on a Stick LOL title episode, I'm surprised Brian didn't suggest hiding one on a bike. I live in the Netherlands where bike theft is a thing, so I popped one on my race bike, and while it usually is under me in the, or in the house, it does give me peace of mind having one on it. Anyway, take care. That's actually a great idea, although I'm not entirely sure where I would hide one on my bike. I'm, I'm open to suggestions about that. I mean, sure, you could put it in a pouch if you put, have a pouch on your bike, but the AirTags are pretty uh, thanks johnny ive they're pretty uh recognizable robust they're not they're not <laughs> tiny i i don't think anybody would miss it and they could just pop it off and drop it on the ground and my bike is still where i i, I thought it was a couple things that i've seen people are making um you know uh, water bottle holders with covert mm -hmm. airpod uh or right. uh, air tag holders in them so it's not obvious from just looking at it you know so it is kind of hidden and, yeah. and it is screwed in, so it's not something they – I mean, yes, they can just unscrew it and take it out. But if they don't think it's there, that's really yeah. the, the game changer on it. But I guess I would need to get something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's like on most bikes nowadays, where the hell are you going to put it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you guys have any cool accessories that you see around for uh, tacking an air tag to a bike that won't just get 
pulled right off, uh, shoot them over. Jason at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. I'm curious to see what's out there. Yep. What I'm not curious about, Brian, is, well, A, <laughs> the, the entire thing around Instagram this week has just been hilarious. <laughs> this was one of the fastest whiplash turnarounds in history. It and quick. there was a time. Yeah, yeah. So I got the new the new update. Did you get the new update? I did. It's god awful. It was terrible. It was horrible. I was like, what's the point? I'm done with this app. Yeah, I I got to see no pictures from my friends, just videos and the the interface is just shitty. It's just a shitty mm-hmm. interface. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody posted about it. And of course, since a fucking Kardashian comes out and a Jenner comes out and says, hey, can you guys fix it? Chrissy Teigen helped too, you know. Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to get credit for it. But I'm pretty sure that everybody ever that opened Instagram last week said, what is this steaming pile of shit? Yeah. So they might be getting a little more credit than than they're actually uh, than they're uh, worthy of getting. But yeah, mm-hmm. so Instagram turns into TikTok. Backlash ensues. TikTok comes out and says, Adam Mosseri comes out. And whenever he speaks, you know, it's just the room is going to be filled with bullshit for weeks. Uh, He's like, yeah, you know, sorry, not sorry. We're going to double down on this anyway. See you later. 24 hours later. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) you know, if we don't swing big and don't have some misses every now and again, we're not doing our job. So we're going to take this feedback. We're going to roll it back in bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yep. More bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. (laughs) Basically, their ass got handed to them. And they they finally had to turn a corner, even though while well, Zuckerberg's out there saying, no, 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 this is going to be the way it's going to be. Our AI is going to save the day and give you more content that we think that you want. Well, everybody on the fucking planet says we don't want AI and algorithmically generated content. We want a no. timeline of our friends. We have apps so, for that. That's what TikTok is. Then roll out another app, you morons, and make it yeah. that. Like, or turn Facebook into that because Facebook is dying, but leave Instagram alone. We need somewhere where we actually see our friend stuff. That's all yeah. people want. It's <sighs> not going to be, it's no. not going to be Instagram. It's not going to be Facebook. It's not going to be the metaverse. No, I saw a friend of the show, Trent Hamilton, of course, who typically goes on gigantic Facebook rants, was just like, I'm just going to build my own and put it out there for everybody. Like, yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah, I can give you directions to that graveyard and save you a save you some time there, Trent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did, of course, the rational thing and, you know, click the download all my data button because mm-hmm. I just want a copy of it in case I bail. Because the thing that also pisses me off is with this change and everybody saying, fuck you, Instagram, my three letter Instagram handle, the value of that is dropping precipitously every day. That was my <laughs> retirement plan, man. Right. Yeah. Well, three letter handles are going the way of dot uh, coms. It doesn't matter what domain name you have. It doesn't matter what your handle is anymore. One question for you about requesting a download of your data from Instagram. Don't you have all those photos already? Not in one uh one chunk because the thing about the instagram photos is a lot of times i'll delete them off of my phone after i do it because it's just it's you know it's a filtered smaller version of the high-res one that i have but sometimes those filtered versions are kind of nice so i wanted just a copy of those separately so i just grabbed them that and it's got like all the it's all in one place which is really nice because like there's uh there was a time when i was just posting pictures of the new puppy when i got the when i got dino oh i remember bam bam yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I posted. But it's nice to have those all in one place. And when you get the download, it's, uh, it's with an HTML file, so you can just drag it into a browser. Or on a Mac, you can just even hit the space bar and just, you know, uh, preview everything and flip through. But it was just – it's a nice walk down memory lane. Okay. You know? And now – because I don't know if you've ever tried it, but 
it is really hard to go through and delete all of your Instagram photos because you have to do it one at a time. Yeah, it's so dumb. There's no bulk delete in Instagram. Oh, it's not. It's it's perfect for them. Yeah. Why would they want you to be able to delete all that free content? Yeah, there's no tweet delete for Instagram. You know. Nope. That's speaking of, I haven't run that in a while. Ah, oh, tweet delete. <laughs> so yeah, so it sent it to me. It took him three days to get me the the link to download because I'm, I'm guessing you know their <laughs> apparently their zip uh, program was running it uh, overtime because everybody <laughs> was getting it yeah. uh, they said it uh, may take up to 14 days i'm like you guys realize this isn't that hard of a problem but i guess <laughs> i guess it is for well, them the, 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 well they're not invested in having that feature like they don't want you to do this so no they don't no, yeah. they don't. Uh, so, now, this is sad news for me. Twitter has mm-hmm. raised the price of blue subscriptions to four ninety nine. Okay, starting in October, mm-hmm. I am fine with three bucks a month. I am right. fine with three bucks a month. Five dollars a month is a bridge too far. I tell you, it is a bridge well, too far. You're not really getting much. I'm not. I was hoping that new blogging feature that they were going to start putting out was going to be out, whatever that was called, that they, you know, they previewed and went away. or I don't remember. Whatever the fuck it was going to be called. I really, I, that intrigued me. I kind of like that, but it has not shown up anywhere. Uh, Spaces are still abysmal. Uh, There's really nothing there. The only thing that it has now is you can get free news articles. Yay. Which I get free news articles from from news outlets that I follow on Twitter that I already pay for to follow. So (laughs) that's a wash. Fine. That 30 second, you know, uh, undo, which actually has saved me a couple times, but it has saved me from the trouble of copying the one I did, deleting the tweet, pasting it in and retweeting it. Yes, that's what it's it not really me. that difficult. Yeah, that's why it's a three dollar a month problem. This is not a five dollar a month problem. So yeah. without them giving us some new features, I'm afraid that I might have to cancel my Twitter blue balls. Look, uh, Scott Galloway is funny. He's wrong about a lot of things, but I think he's spot on with what Twitter is, needs to do here. Twitter should uh, Twitter needs to institute pricing for based on the number of followers you have. And that's it. Like anything, if you have under 10,000 followers, you get everything for free. Once you start getting above 10,000 followers, you start, there's a sliding scale. If you're, if you're the Jenners or if you're Chrissy Teigen, you're paying thousands of dollars a month. It's based on the value. And the fact that they don't do that is stupid. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to disagree with Scott on this one. I think that is a terrible idea. Because I Mm. think you're going to find a lot of people that will just hover at 9.99. It well, just, so be it. Then they don't increase their reach, which, uh, you know, is it, they're all it's all about brand building there. So if you want to build your brand, you need to go above nine, 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 nine. Well, I you know, OK, four, four, four tiers, free, hobbyist, semi pro and pro. Oh, I throw in journalists, too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. news outlets should pay for it because they can get better tools. If they would just bring back nuzzle, then I would give them all my money. <laughs> The one, the best thing that Twitter ever had is now gone, and they just destroyed it. So, right, I, well, I would, you know, bring back Nuzzle, you get my four ninety nine a month. There you go. Speaking of stupid social subscriptions, uh, Snapchat Plus is actually doing better than Twitter Blue right now. Okay, I don't entirely understand why, but so uh, uh, even though uh, Snapchat is not doing very well, they reported a, dis- a disappointing second quarter with an earnings miss and a weak la- advertising landscape. By the way, haven't we been talking about how Snapchat has reported disappointed earnings for since its inception? Yeah, yeah there was like going. one week. There was, yeah, there was one yeah. week where it did okay, and now it's just like, what the hell? 
but their brand new subscription Snapchat Plus has already helped the app rake in over $5 million in revenue in its first month, according to new estimates. That number is already larger than Twitter's in-app revenue, which totals nearly $4 million since Twitter Blue's June 2021 launch, per data from the app market intelligence firm Sensor Tower. Okay, so for $3.99 a month, $4, a bridge too far for Snapchat, I think. The Snapchat Plus subscription allows devoted app users to see who has rewatched their stories because you get to see who's watched your story to begin with, but now you can see who's watched it more than once. Change your app icon, pin another user as your number one best friend. Hi, Tom, you're my best friend. And try out pre-release features and more. That's what we talked about when they were launching this because it just sounded like you got to pay to be a beta user. But anyways, they're they're selling some of this crap because people buy crap. And they they made web access part of the Snapchat Plus subscription. Web access, oh, yeah, because you know that's that is something new and novel that nobody's ever thought of before. <laughs> God, that's why Snapchat's where they're at. They're bass backwards. Mm-hmm. Tinder revives desk mode feature for singles returning to the office, offering them a button to quickly hide swiping. <laughs> so. Yeah, so there's a little button there that uh, you can hit it real quick and it'll pull up a meeting notes tab to fake it. Okay, 1995, I had this feature in SPEW, my first Mm -hmm. website, and it was called Boss Mode. It was a button at the top, and because I'm a bastard, that was linked to a Perl script with a randomizer in it. And 5% of the people that would click on, or 95% of the people that would click on boss mode would get a fake Excel spreadsheet that would pop up over there, you know, just to, mm-hmm. to get rid of spew because we had naked ladies on our website. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that's, that worked as advertised. Well, if you are one of the lucky five percenters <laughs> to hit that Perl script at just the right time, you got a neon green page with the blink tag with red text that says, hey, boss, I'm looking at porn <laughs> you <laughs> that you are could see jerk. from across the road. <laughs> yep. And we got, we got uh, a couple of emails from people, but... Uh, uh, one of them was scary enough where we pulled the feature because this guy was like, real fucking funny, asshole. I am going to kick your ass. And then he posted my address. <laughs> I'm like, or emailed wow, me my address. Early, I'm like, do- early doxing. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. This guy put in some effort to find out right. where I lived. And that was enough to make me say, you know what? The internet is, uh, there's still people on the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I, I got my ass uh, virtually handed to me before it was physically handed to me. But uh, You know, you did it back in the days of the wild, wild web when you can pull, uh, you could kind of pull off that sort of stuff. Nowadays, if you did something like that, you'd be sued out of existence. I saw this, and this story makes me wish the, miss the old days, too, because something like this just really shouldn't exist. On Wednesday, the Premier League football club Manchester City shared that it had been working with Cisco, the team's technology partner, to create a connected scarf that features an emotabit sensor for tracking heart rate, body temperature, and emotional state of its wearer during games. <sighs> According to the two organizations, the accessory will... <laughs> Bring fans closer to the game than ever before, but exactly how it will do that is unclear. All it will really be doing is giving Manchester City a lot of data points from your body. Who would wear this? Uh, super fans who get something out of it, like a sticker. The scarf, <laughs> the scarf records data across 120 moments of interest, providing the organizations with concrete information to analyze how each fan felt during the game why just because you can do is something does not mean you should do something 
Well, here's what happened. Somebody over at Cisco or uh, Man City has read the uh, – it's Neil Stevenson and his uncle. I can't remember who they go by now, but uh, the, the book Interface – the book mm-hmm. Interface was exactly this. It was about a presidential election, not a soccer game, but they probably have mm-hmm. better funding for a soccer game, a like football <laughs> game, than they, they do with presidential elections anymore. But, uh, yeah, it's just the same thing. You know, yeah. they had a bracelet. These guys have a scarf, a fucking yep. scarf. Yep. How, well, people, that, that's, a, that's a big deal in England because games are kind of cold. I get that. Look, I get that it's, it's a funny idea, but it's a scarf. It's an e-scarf. Mm-hmm. How I I have a hard enough time keeping my Apple Watch connected to me so it can get my you know my pulse. You, you don't <laughs> think a scarf is going to be kind of I don't know floating around away from your skin? It's at some point, so it's not going to be yeah. you know that accurate. I don't know. It's just a it's a silly idea. Very. Is silly there idea. an off button? Like, what if I'm not wearing it at the game and I don't want it to? Rec- what if I like to wear my scarf while engaging in intimate relations at the game? Hmm. Well, you know. You, ne- you never know. You can always pop around the, under the bleachers like we used to. <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy idea. Anyways, Alex wrote in and said, hi, Grumps. I hope your summer is going well. I searched the archives and I couldn't find the iOS app that cleanly removes backgrounds. Can you remind me of the name of the app? Thanks. It was called Clip Drop. And uh, back then it was really cool, uh, but there are a million apps that do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, the game changer with ClipDrop was there was a Photoshop plugin, so you could take a picture on your phone and it would pop up in Photoshop like instantly, which is really cool. That's really mm-hmm. cool. That is the, the that's the you know the hook for that app. That app though will run you sixty bucks a year now. Uh, I think it was like fifty or forty bucks when we when it started. I think it was uh, forty. So I remember there. buying it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 40. So they, they upped it to 60 now uh, to do the end. But you have to do the annual paid plan. Uh, it's more yeah. if you just do it monthly. But uh, like I said, if if you don't need that Photoshop integration, skip it. There's a million things that do, do it now. Photoshop actually does it now. Just do select subject and boom. Uh, exactly. I don't use ClipDrop anymore because I have Photoshop and there you go. It does it just as well. Indeed. Uh, this is interesting. Apple's butterfly keyboard fiasco leads to a $50 million settlement. Uh, so the butterfly keyboards were terrible. They were absolutely garbage. I only had one, uh, one computer that had that and it was just the MacBook. Do you remember that thing? It was basically this unbelievably underpowered, uh, laptop that Mac made. I think uh, if you listen to ATP, (laughs) they call it the the MacBook adorable. Uh, it was adorable. It was a great, it was like the precursor to the air and (laughs) it was garbage. It was absolute and utter garbage there's nothing about that computer that was good i actually had one and i returned it um but uh yeah now uh there's a payout you can get between fifty dollars and three hundred and ninety five dollars if you are in the seven states where this uh, settlement is effective but uh i apparently was not in one of those states so no one has contacted me yet oh my check and all my monies and talking about walking back a some changes. Um, Apple has now done so as well. Uh, the iOS 16 beta uh, initially uh, introduced the ability to edit and delete messages uh, via iMessage. And uh, as people rightly pointed out, this could be used for nefarious deeds in very simple ways. You could basically, you know, you could do all kinds of stuff with this, that you could send messages, make people read it and then delete it. And then there, unless they took a screenshot, there's nothing, all kinds of potentials for abuse. So they're walking it back a little bit and uh, they're going to basically allow you to edit, uh, see edit history, which is a very simple fix for everything. 
if you can see the history on both sides of edits, you're pretty golden. Uh, and yeah, they're going to do all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, they walk back this idea because people push back on it as, as well they should have. So you shouldn't really be able to do that. So editing a post, I think is, yeah, their, their approach is fine, but, uh, I think you should be able to definitely unsend no matter what, if they haven't seen it, you should be able to unsend yes. it. If they haven't seen it, that's fine. If it's been seen, yeah. I don't think you can unsend anymore. So. No, what has been seen cannot be unseen, but what has been unseen should be able to be unsent. That's what I want. <laughs> you are a poet, my friend. <laughs> Don't you know it? Uh, I, I bought a I bought a gadget this week. Um, of course you did. Well, I bought ten thousand dollars worth of gadgets this week. But <laughs> here's my favorite so far: the wireless portable charger power bank, thirty three thousand eight hundred ma, fifteen watt fast wireless charging, twenty five watt power delivery, QC four phone charger, five output and dual input external battery pack compatible with iPhone, Android, etc. For twenty six dollars and ninety five cents. What that means is. In, in layman's terms, it's a it's a power brick, right? Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. another power brick, but it's a it's a very it's a high capacity power brick right. that you can get for twenty seven dollars now, which is insane to start with. But finally, it's got wireless charging on it. It's got one of those Qi chargers on it. That's very nice. So you can actually keep that plugged in and then just put your phone on it to charge your phone while while you're at your desk. But when you want to go, you just unplug the the battery pack, take it with you without any cables. Because that is the worst part about carrying around a power brick is you also have to carry around the cables. So this one, boom, Bob's your uncle. And, I like uh, that. I best 27 bucks. It's so worth it. Yeah, I might have to pick that up. Although these days, I find that battery power on almost everything I have, at least until my... Well, now that I've set it, my iPhone battery is just going to tank. But it's been pretty good. Like I haven't really... I, I bought a charger a couple of years back, used it all the time, carried it with me in my backpack. I don't even carry it with me anymore. So yeah, things just tend to last a lot longer now. Mm -hmm. So that's what, probably why they're twenty seven dollars instead of probably twenty dollars, like it yes. used to be. Yeah, yes, they were not cheap when I bought one. That's true. No, yeah, those things used to be very expensive. That's why I'm like twenty seven dollars. It <laughs> might explode at any moment, but hey, it's twenty seven dollars. Right. This next one I found just because it was recommended to me by Amazon, and uh, this is a six hundred and forty nine dollar microphone. It's the three DO. FS XLR. And did you look at the picture? I did. It is the strangest microphone I've ever seen in my life <laughs> because it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a Westworld part. Uh, it is a, it's a stick with a box on it and strapped to the two sides of the box are two white plastic ears, mm -hmm. ears. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. So I read it, read up on it and said, the 3DO FS XLR microphone is a workhorse. Living up to the hype, it delivers... I didn't know there was hype. It delivers a smooth, rich sound that brings a realistic feel to just about any project. Just about, I would like to know what, which projects failed. Whether you're recording live music, quiet ASMR, enhancing your films, or capturing the sounds of nature, the 3DO FS XLR is a perfect fit. Every FS XLR binaural microphone comes equipped with two prosthetic ears with microphone capsules embedded inside. It captures sound just like we hear sound in the real world with our own ears. For six hundred and forty nine dollars. Now, Brian, what, you have a you have a degree and yes. in in audio. Yes. Does this fucking do anything? I doubt it. 
Okay, I just I I, I yeah. need to know. I you, need to you know tell if the shape me, of you, the human ear. <laughs> you you tell me when it arrives, but my my thought is, of I course do. not. This is this is complete bullshit. Um, although my takeaway from this and the thing that I really learned, uh, and that I think is important here for this, is the fact that you have stopped drinking, but uh, still purchase like you're drinking. I did not buy this. Oh, do not get me wrong. I did not oh, buy okay. this. I will I not buy this. It. No. Okay. Oh God, no. <laughs> No, this was just a, this was a a recommended item uh, okay. to me on Amazon. Well, I guess not drinking is paying off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there is absolutely no world where I could see actually buying this. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny looking. It, it is ridiculous. And no, I cannot see any scientific reason that this would do anything. At the library. Brian, I signed up for a new Substack newsletter this week. I, I saw. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, Chuck Fallon or Palinuk's uh, plot mm -hmm. spoiler newsletter. Uh, I, I threw down the forty dollars a year because I saw that there, he has a great velocity of posts that uh, he, he's putting out there. A couple a day at this point that I seem to be getting because he's got just a regular newsletter, but he's got different sections. One of them, though, is a serialized novel that he's working on. And there's 46 parts out of 52 that are up already. And I'm like, well, hell, 40 bucks a year, I get extra content from one of my favorite authors, and I can pre-read a novel. So I said, why the hell not? I was going to ask you if this spoils when he lost the plot, because I have not enjoyed his last six books. That's the interesting thing. I have not read his last six books. In my opinion, they have been horrific. Or maybe I've just aged out of enjoying that type of book because it is a very specific thing. Um, yeah, but I still love Fight Club. But I, I just, I, I have not, I, I've stopped buying them. I, I, if he has a new book out, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I just, they were slogs, every single one of them. And I didn't get anything out of it. So. Okay. Yeah, a couple of them. I, I think the last one I read was pretty disturbing. I, I remember mm -hmm. parts. I can't remember the name of the novel, but I remember the stories. And yeah. <laughs> It, it maybe that's not a good thing because that was definitely I think the last thing I read did have that gut story in it. It was just very bad. And this yeah. one says Greener Pastures is a Chuck subculture novel. Think Fight Club or Lullaby. It must have been at Lullaby. Presented in fifty-two chunks. Many of these will make the dreaded gut story look tame. Here's a secret no, world you'll wish were real. I didn't know this is not a secret world I wish were real. It's a world <laughs> I wish was not real at all. So I don't know. I got it. I'm I'm gonna. I'll go through them, but the, the stuff that I've read so far, I really enjoy. And yeah. I, I liked his his last book on writing. I thought that was well, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's on writing. That's it's not his fiction. So, yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. like Stephen King's work on writing and I've read that book, but I don't like Stephen King's work. So that makes hmm. sense. Okay. That tracks. That tracks. Yep, that does track. Uh, so instead of crazy ear microphones, Amazon did give me one recommendation this week that I thought was amazing. So I bought this one. This was uh, Star Trek Designing the Final Frontier, How Mid-Century Modernism Shaped Our View of the Future. It is a hardcover uh, coffee table book, mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal. It is it phenomenal. It goes yeah. – oh, it's, it is gorgeous. Uh, the photography is great. It goes episode by episode with, you know, the mid-century modern furniture and uh, – 
I just the whole design aesthetic, how it went from architecture to you know designing the sets of the actual ship to the you know the props that they had and the different scenes all across the whole thing. It is a gorgeous book, and I can't wait to read it. But I flipped through it last night, and uh, you can come to the studio, anybody, if you want to come check out my book, Star Trek: Designing the Final Frontier. You just have to record a podcast when you're done. Yep, yep. It'll just cost you 400 bucks to come <laughs> read my $26 book. What a bargain. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Tuesday Mike, Joe, and Jeff. Welcome. Welcome to our new Patreon subscribers. Yes, thank you. Over at PayPal, we've got Mark, Humphrey, Charlie, Robert, Simon, and Matt. And over at the tip jar, we've got Ashley, Daryl, Dimitri, and Adam. Thank you all so much. Thank and you. No reviews this week, sadly. Uh, mm-hmm. But happy birthday to Dave Bittner, who you may have noticed is not with us today because he's out enjoying his vacation, probably yes. creating 17 new podcasts. Probably. Ah, yes. So may <laughs> the vacay be with you, Dave. Yes. yes, he's still hanging out on Twitter. He just can't get away. <laughs> he can't. Happy birthday, man. And sad news, uh, David Warner from The Omen and Tron dies. He was aged 80. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a good run. But, uh, yeah, he was also uh, – I can't believe they didn't put this in here. Time Bandits. You know, yes. I remember more mm-hmm. from Time Bandits than The Omen. He was, you know, he was a young man in The Omen. But, uh, yeah, sad to hear he's gone. Time Bandits has this, like, weird place in my memory because it was like one of the – we went to a drive-in movie theater and it was a double bill between – Time Bandits and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I remember being in the back of my parents' van and they opened up the back doors and we just sat and watched those two movies. Really weird that that memory just sticks. But there you go. David Warner. That is weird. (laughs) Time Bandits. Doesn't track for me. Does not have legs for me. I don't know about you, but... Didn't track for me at the time either. I I had no clue what was going on. I was waiting for Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's why it's a weird, like kind of a weird double feature. Very yeah. weird, but I've never, I've never liked Time Bandits. Everybody says you're supposed to like it. That's one I just can't get behind. Anyway, yeah. until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 563. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel. If you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans, you can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review, and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy. <laughs>